Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. As the time for departure drew near, the hypocrites and the Bedouins offered trite excuses for not joining the expedition and sought permission to stay in Medina. The Prophet, peace be upon him, wisely allowed them to stay behind. Some Muslims also stayed behind, unable to make up their minds whether to go or not. Finally, the Muslims were ready to make the long journey across the desert to Tabuk. The Prophet ﷺ put Muhammad bin Maslama in charge of Medina. Ali bin Abi Talib was left to look after the women and children. Abu Bakr Siddi carried the biggest standard of the army. Zubair carried the flag of the Muhajireen, Usaid bin Hudhair carried the flag of the Aus, and Khuba bin Mundhir carried the flag of the Hazraj. With 30,000 men, the Prophet, peace be upon him, set out for Tabuk on a Thursday in the month of Rajab, the ninth of Hijrah. There were so few camels that 18 men rode each one in turn. They also had so little food that they had to eat leaves, which made their lips swell. In spite of the scarcity of camels, they were forced to slaughter some of them so that they could drink water from their stomachs and intestines. Back in Medina, Ali radiallahu an grew impatient with the touts of the hypocrites, and he decided to leave Medina and join the Prophet, peace be upon him. When he finally caught up with the troops, the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him to return to Medina, saying, are you not content, Ali, that you are to me as Harun or Aaron was to Musa, except that there will be no prophet after me? The Muslim forces halted at Al-Hijr, the land of the Thamud. They were a nation to whom the prophet Salih was sent. Reckless in disbelief, they hamstrung a she-camel that Salih had declared to be one of Allah's signs, thereby bringing down Allah's wrath upon themselves. A mighty earthquake wiped them out, and only their deserted dwellings testified that they had once walked the earth. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw his men draw water from the wells in the area and prepare dough for bread, he asked them to pour out the water taken from the wells and to feed the dough to the animals. Then he showed them the water Salih's camel used to drink from and told them to draw water from there. As the Muslims travelled through the bleak land of the rebellious Thamud, the Prophet, peace be upon him, bade his men heed the consequences of disobedience of Allah. As you enter the houses of those who wronged themselves, fear that you may also meet the same fate that befell them. The chastised Muslims covered their heads and walked swiftly across the valley. The Prophet's army reached Tabuk after a journey of about 400 kilometers. There they met Abu Haythama, one of the Muslims who had stayed behind in Medina without a valid excuse. He explained that after the Prophet, peace be upon him, left Medina, he entered his garden on a very hot day. Both his wives had sprinkled water around and brought him cold water and food. He then told his wives, when the Prophet is subjected to scorching heat, should I enjoy cool shade, water, and the sweet company of beautiful women? This is not just. By Allah, I shall not enter my house until I meet the Prophet. Both of you, prepare provisions for me. His wives complied. Then Abu Haythama mounted his camel, took a sword and spear, and set out in search of the Prophet, peace be upon him. When the Romans learnt that the Muslims had crossed 400 kilometers of desert to challenge them, they lost courage and elected not to face them in combat. 
Nevertheless, the Prophet, peace be upon him, camped in Tabuk for 20 days in order to intimidate the Romans and the Christian Arab mercenaries by their sheer presence. The Prophet, peace be upon him, also received several delegations from the neighboring Arab tribes who were interested in making peace with Arabia's new rulers. Yuhana bin Ra'ba, the governor of Ayla, called upon the Prophet wasallam at this time. The parties of Jarba, Ahru and Mina accompanied them. They agreed to pay the jizya, but remained undecided about embracing Islam. The Prophet, peace be upon them, gave them in writing a guarantee of peace and safety for the territory, ships and caravans by both land and sea. Similarly, the Prophet, peace be upon him, signed treaties with Jarba and Athrun, guaranteeing them peace and safety in return for 100 dinars every year in Rajab. The people of Mina agreed to give one-fourth of all the fruits produced in their territory in return for peace and security. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sent Halid bin Walid radiallahu an with 420 cavalrymen to capture Uhaydir of Dumat al-Jandal. The Prophet, peace be upon him, told Halid that he would find him hunting white antelopes. Halid set out on his mission, and when he came close enough to see Ukaidir's citadel, a white antelope suddenly appeared and began to rub its horns against the citadel's gate. The animal caught Ukaidir's attention, and he came out to hunt it, not knowing that he'd also be hunted. Halid, who was laying in wait, captured Uhaydir and brought him to the Prophet ﷺ, who spared his life in return for 2,000 camels, 800 slaves, 400 coats of mail and 400 spears. Uhaydir also promised to pay Jizya with the same conditions accepted by Ayla and Mina. After spending 20 days in Tabuk, the Prophet ﷺ and his men began their journey back to Medina. Up to now, the Prophet's expedition against the Romans had proceeded without a hitch. The Romans had represented a great threat to the Muslim dominance of Arabia, but the Muslims had camped in the dominion of Tabuk for 20 days in complete safety. They even made pacts with local tribes to help consolidate their hold on the peninsula. Things, however, were about to take an unexpected turn. While returning to Medina, the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his men passed through a mountain pass, most of the men took a route through the valley, while the Prophet, peace be upon him, took another pass, accompanied by only two of his companions, Amar and Hudayfa bin Yaman. Twelve hypocrites from among the Muslims saw the Prophet's virtually solitary state as a great opportunity to assassinate him. After masking themselves, they followed him, waiting for the right moment. Suddenly, they rushed toward him on their mounts, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, told Hudayfa to strike the faces of their horses with his shield. With this action, Allah sent terror into the hearts of the hypocrites, and they fled. They rode back to mingle with the rest of the squadron, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, told Hudayfa each of their names and their intention. From that day on, Hudayfa was called the trusted confidant of the Prophet and that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.